0: Hi, this is Dr. Jim Bone. I hope you're doing well. Today I wanna talk about managing time. This is a subject that really has been around for about 50 years. Uh, Many books and uh, pamphlets have been written about this stuff, lots of workshops, but I'm gonna approach it a little bit differently by saying that managing your time means managing yourself. I think the very idea of time management is an odd thing. Don't you think? The very idea that we, manage time is almost silly. The clock is what the clock is. It's immutable, 24 hours a day, forever. The truth is this, we don't manage time, we manage ourselves, or not. People exhibit odd behavior in their desperate attempts to manage time. I've seen people rush at the last minute trying to rescue a situation they could have resolved months ago. I've seen students drink Red Bull so they can knock out a 50-page paper the night before it's due and tell me they like the pressure, even though they're freaking out. They could have done parts of the paper over time and saved themselves all kinds of pain, including poor grades. So the discipline of self-management is really the key to productivity and the key to managing time. In our work lives, time is money. Yet we are often our own worst enemies when it comes to this finite substance. It's not time we must manage, it is ourselves. So I've developed a short list of thoughts for a bit of self-reflection when you have time. Time is wasted through, number one, self-imposed restraining orders. Let me say that again. Time is wasted through self-imposed restraining orders, such as perfectionism. Overdoing things of little importance. I've seen people make that mistake again and again, keep checking. For an inability to move quickly from one subject to another. It's like a slow uptake from one situation to another. People are not able to shift from one thing to another. Uh, There's another self-imposed restraining order of procrastination and indecision, which is generally based in fear. They're all self-imposed behaviors that cost time. Perfectionism costs time, uh, procrastination causes time, indecision causes time, but through practice and self-discipline, those things can be overcome. Number two, system overload problems. This is an inability to focus because you have too much going on due to a lack of prioritization as well as a lack of effective delegation. There's ways to overcome this. You can choose the two or three things you're going to work on. I know that in every company today, everything's priority number one, but you can choose what you're going to work on because when you have multiple priority ones, you have a system overload. Brain can't think clearly, you can't think straight. And so you start to become paralyzed by having too much going on at one time. Number three, uh, he said, she said complex. It's like blaming others for uh, for failure making excuses for an inability to plan or prepare, that sort of thing. These are situations that uh, I would call a a he said, she said complex. For example, if somebody has a Myers-Briggs stereotype, you can use it as a fallback plan for failure. Well, I'm not an ENFP, but this is just blaming and this is just excuses. And this is a very, very poor way to manage time. Excuses are expensive time drains. You have to get past it. Of course, there are problems that happen in life, but the blaming game of he said, she said, all that does is wastes time. Remember, you're not managing time, you're managing yourself. Number four, nice guys or nice gals finish last syndrome. What do I mean by that? In other words, the inability to say no and to stick to it and allowing too many other interruptions, which we also own. It, it, it just dis- causes great losses of time. Why does every child we know get away with the word no? They don't change their minds, so why should we? So number four, it's nice guys or nice gals finish last. It's, it's not a bad thing to say no to someone. It's very helpful. And once people get used to you saying that, they'll realize that you're doing that for a good reason, so that you can follow through on the commitments that you make. Um, Number five, a low battery problem. What on earth does he mean by a low battery problem? Well, wearing yourself out and wearing out other people by giving them the Atlantic monthly version of an issue when you could have used the Reader's Digest version. You not only drain yourself, but you wear out your welcome with key people who will dread seeing you in the hallway when they want to ask you for help. Save your words, save time. Not everything needs an extreme explanation. Move on, because again, the low battery problem is just tiring yourself and others out when you could be using that time more effectively. Number six, memory losses. Uh, memory loss is uh, due to delaying or ineffectively recording the ideas, the minutes, the notes or critical pieces of information you will need later on. In manufacturing, you would call that rework. In white-collar roles, it is also rework, but it's in the form of searching for things you need but can't find or having to remind people of agreements that were never formalized. Backtracking is expensive. It's a time waster. The discipline of good record-keeping saves precious time. You don't want to lose the memories of the things that you've agreed to. Write them down quickly after a meeting capture them and move them forward. Because remember, you're not managing time. You're managing yourself. And then number six, what I'll call the Mr. Miyagi issue. Uh, He says, first, learn balance. This is from the Karate Kid um, some 20 years ago. But uh, he said, first, learn balance. And what that means is managers must learn to avoid spending too much time on a good thing. In short, focusing on things that they like. This is called prioritization by pleasure. Without balancing our thinking, we waste time. So that's the Mr. Miyagi issue, learn balance. Don't just prioritize by pleasure, prioritize by the things that are most critical. What you notice from these observations is that the emotional impact of these disciplines costs us more than the actual work we do. We don't manage time, we manage ourselves, or not. The discipline of self-management is the key to ultimate productivity. Controlling our anxiety through these disciplines allows us to take full advantage of the 24 hours we have every day. So here's a couple of principles. Principle number one, you cannot manage time, but if you're not careful, it will manage you. Determine for yourself the difference between indecision and intentional waiting. Secondly, the easy way becomes the hard way. Too much time spent on easy stuff causes a whole lot of troublesome work down the road. Do the hard things first in the morning when you get into work. Get those things done. Face the problem head on. Only in the Bible does time go backwards. It was a miraculous event and outside any human control, including yours or mine. So remember, principle one you can't manage time, but if you're not careful, it will manage you. And then, secondly, you can manage yourself. No one else is going to do that for you. Commit to a task, complete it. It's self explanatory. If you have good purpose about what you're doing, that'll guide your mind. If you know what you want to accomplish, you can set, you can rule out a whole lot of other things you're not going to do. Your focus, your goal setting, all your determination about what you're going to do are the elements of success that come from having a good purpose. Build a good base camp. I've talked about that before. Keep yourself in good physical condition and learn how to manage your own mental concentration. Then finally, the third principle is this. You can influence situations to more effectively get things done. I've I've talked about human motivation in some other uh, situations, but I'll remind you of one of my personal laws is I initiate and act on that which is important to me. I initiate and act on that which is important to me. People are often the reason for impeded progress, but why? With the exception of accidents and most illnesses, we own the interruptions in our lives, What are we asking for? Who are we asking help for? Have we carefully considered whether a person can truly help us? How are we asking for help? We know where we want to go. We know what we want to do and we know what we want to accomplish, but does anyone else, how are we organizing their thinking so they can help us? When we're asking for help, how often do we do that? Do we ask them constantly? Uh, Others are bombarded with requests and data. How do we get our requests to the top of those things? And just remember that people forget. Organizational amnesia occurs every day. You can influence those situations to more effectively get things done by just reminding yourself that that you're the one that's in charge of this. And finally, spend time to buy time. What does that mean? This is principle number four. On an aircraft, which is probably my favorite, the best uh, white noise in the world. On a quiet morning or in a boarding meeting, wherever you have the time, ponder the time ahead. Build out schedules on simple pieces of paper to map out what's down the road. Think about what's necessary in your own development to improve your self-management. It's time to do that. So those four principles are, again, you cannot manage time, but if you're not careful, it will manage you. Principle two, you can manage yourself. No one else is going to do that. Principle three, you can influence situations to more effectively get things done. And remember Bone's Law, I initiate and act on that, which is in my best interest. And then number four, spend time to buy time. When you have it, use it. This is Dr. Jim Bone. Have an outstanding day.